Hey everybody, my name is Marcus Collius, and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and your goals so you can give bigger with your profits. Welcome to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. Welcome back to the podcast, and today's guest is Marcus Collius. He is the CEO and founder of Magnum Supplements, one of Canada's largest supplement companies, and he is also a coach, a mentor, an investor. But one of the reasons we are so excited to have Marcus come in was because he is such high energy and just brings so much excitement and joy to every single conversation that we have with him. You will hear in this episode, we dive deep into the Magnum supplement journey, how he went from just starting in his uh, bedroom to where he is now, and how he created brand culture that is all about integrity. And if you like giving back, which I hope you do because you're listening to this show, you're going to love hearing about how Marcus decided one day that he wanted to start funding uh, a nonprofit somewhere, and he trusted God's plan to put something in front of him. And shortly after, this elementary school in Haiti showed up, and he jumped at the opportunity. So this episode is powerful. It's high energy. So I recommend you hold on as we get fired up and listen to the incredible Marcus Collius. All right, I am fired up to welcome today's guest, Marcus Collius, to join us on the show, man. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm psyched to be here. We're going to have some fun. This is going to be good. Uh, We got connected uh, through a mutual friend uh, who introduced us. At the same time, you were speaking on stage with one of my other mutual friends. And at the same time, you lived just around the corner from me here in Canada. And it was just this weird world of circle that put us together in the same week that was like, hey, you guys need to connect. And as soon as we uh, hopped on a call, it was just infectious energy, tons of fun. And we're just so similar. So I'm excited to uh, to dive into your story, but just amazing how the universe just connects people like you to Steve and I. Yes. Yes, I, I've so enjoyed you know getting to know you, brother. And yeah, wild. I mean, there was like five different things in a single week where it's like, okay, I I think we're supposed to meet each other here, bro. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm excited to get in and share. Uh, when we talk go big, you are somebody who has just sought, thought so big, and you've gone on to create you know one of Canada's biggest supplement companies. You're working on some other really cool ventures where you're like, this is way bigger than anything else that I'm doing. And, uh, and you just believed that in your life. You're not somebody that's just going to sit back and retire and relax. You're always looking for that next big thing because I know you have a bigger purpose on this planet. But I would love to start, you have a really cool story of how you actually got into the supplement industry and why you started this little, uh, I'll say like side shop that you had in your basement and then how you've scaled that up. So I'd love for you to share a little bit of how you got started in the supplement industry. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, I love I love how you talk about it, like giving away, like this started real small and it's mm-hmm. a true story. So uh, when, I was, when I was young, I had this crazy growth spurt. It's the classic Lithuanian growth spurt. 
and I shot up over six foot four at 120 pounds. Well, it was gnarly. It was embarrassing. I had no self-respect, no self-confidence, got picked on like crazy. Girls wouldn't notice me. And it was such a turning point in my life when I when I started working out and and started to embrace it. And my mindset changed. And I started to right away like who I was. I gained self-confidence, self-respect. The bullies left me alone. The girls started to notice me. And I was like, this is it. This is the answer. And I have the answer. I want to share it with the world. So I was so into fitness. I was so into helping others. And the supplements were just a natural progression. And I uh, I, I started learning about supplements. I wanted to know everything about it because I wanted to do it naturally. And I didn't want to go the other way. Sure. And uh, But then people started to go, hey, you're the supplement guy. Hey, what do you think I should be taking? And it wasn't long before I had my first supplement business in my bedroom. And I had $15,000. Every penny I owned was in supplements on my wall. And buddies would just come by and they'd be like, what should I be taking? How to take it? And I was uh, <laughs> I was a natural, healthy drug dealer called. <laughs> it was awesome. People coming by at all weird hours. and uh, But it just progressed. And uh, one day I moved into a supplement store as opposed to doing it out of my house. And that turned into a few stores. And then I, I wanted to do it. Well, I felt God calling me to say, you got to do this on your own. You're going to make a brand that is just pure integrity because I want to help people. Even at that early age, I was like, I have to give back. Like this is a gift that God gave me that I have to share. And so doing it myself, the, the focus was integrity always. I'm going to make the best products in the world so I can change more lives. And here we are uh, coming up on 19 years later. I love what I do, but I love sharing. I love sharing my wisdom, whatever has been given to me, I give back. And I love helping people achieve their goals and and experiencing more fulfillment, more joy, more more confidence, and um, more energy. Yeah, I can tell. I need to get myself some of these Magnum supplements so I can start uh, waking up, waking up with that kind of energy, man. You got it. <laughs> you got it going on. That's so cool. We're gonna dive into um, some of the business stuff here in a sec. Um, I just want to ask one more quick question before we do that. Of um, was this something that you always knew you had a gift for being an entrepreneur or thinking bigger or wanting to create your own companies? Obviously, we see the progression of like, hey, it starts with one and then it kind of grew. But is that like a, an instinct you've had or skills you always knew that you're going to be able to do? Yeah, that's an awesome question. I'm going to go with yes. Uh, I'm totally unemployable. I can't, <laughs> I can't work for other people. Uh, we I started my first business. Like it, it's it's almost, it really is in our blood. Um, my father, uh, he escaped Lithuania way, way back in the day. So we're an immigrant family and there's just, there's something about the work ethic and there's like, um, man, I'm going to try and say this politically correct. Uh, there's a lack of trust in, in, in our government yeah, because of that. Like my, we, we escaped Nazis, we escaped Russians and those were different times back then. Uh, I guess they're not <laughs> the same. Uh, so, uh, so we just have that inheritance. So my brother, uh, my brother was entrepreneur, 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 and he and I started our first business together when I was like, I think I just turned sixteen, oh, wow. and then just one business after another business after another business. And I, I just love it. I love being able to do it myself and and challenge myself, force myself to wake up, force myself to get out of bed, and and that's that's just how I roll. That's amazing, man. I uh, I love that, and and so let's dive a little bit now into the the business side of things. Um, 
what were, uh, you know, we can sit here and ask you all the great questions about, you know, what were some of the turning points and things like that. But uh, before you uh, get into that, you mentioned that or before we got into the interview, you're like, hey, throw some hard balls at me. I love the little bit hard ones. I'm not afraid to uh, to spit some of the challenges that I've faced. So it was like, what were some of the challenges? Obviously, in 19 years, you've faced probably a lot of adversity. Was there a moment where you were ready to quit, walk away, and you and you had to grind through it? That I'll just relate this to our audience that a lot of people are probably thinking like, I want to go bigger. I want to. I have this huge vision, and then you hit a roadblock, and it's like, do I really want to beat this roadblock? Do I really want to go bigger? Was there a turning point in your journey where it's defining for you? Oh, brother, I love the question. And it it works so well for what you guys do here. You guys are awesome at this. Uh, so first, this idea of quitting along the way, fortunately, it, it never even crossed my mind. Um, but one of the answers I want to give right there for anybody who believes that that might be something or I'm coming up on something and I'm your why has to be so big. And this goes back to what this show is all about. Giving back is such a key part of my why. I'm quite here to serve others. I'm here to help people experience more joy, more fulfillment out of their life, more health. That's my why. That's way bigger than, oh, man, but things are really tough here, Randy. So I I don't think I'm going to keep going with this thing. No way. The world is counting on me to keep going. I have to make this happen. Uh, and yeah, there were quite a few times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus in on one, but I'm going to just really quickly yeah. take a detour from early on. Uh, some people know this about me, but uh, some, a lot of your listeners wouldn't. The first five years at Magnum, I didn't take a salary. I didn't touch a penny. Do you know how tough that is for people to comprehend, especially if they don't have that entrepreneurial blood? I knew where Magnum would be one day. And I knew that if I took money out too fast, it was going to cripple the company and the growth would be impossible to get to where we needed to go. So I just kept leaving it in and kept leaving it in. And it might, people might be like, well, what were you doing? Like 50 grand in sales? Of course you left it in. I think in year five, we did something like 2.6 million. Wow. So imagine, you know, we're done million after million after million. And I'm still sitting there going, oof, more craft dinner for dinner tonight. <laughs> and it was crazy. And my wife always loves rubbing this in my face. In those years, I was listed as her dependent on the tax bill. She loves that. So- that, that was a, that was tough, but I never once took my eyes off the prize. I knew where it had to get to. And it, that's not just the early going, guys. You are going to hit roadblock after roadblock. Tough times will come. How great is your why to push through? And so the, the one I want to highlight really quick, if that's cool, is COVID was the scariest time I've ever had in business, as it was for most business people. But it was just so crazy. The first real month of COVID, which was March of, uh, what was that? 2020, we dropped 70% in sales that month. Whoa. No business is prepared for a 70% drop. And the reason was, if you guys remember what March was, nobody knew what this thing was. Like, was, was the world about to end? Uh, going to shove my money and my toilet paper under my mattress because this is, this is how it's going to go down. And then the next month, 70% again. And I'm, and I have such trust, such faith in God. And I'm like, God, I like you might take away Magnum. I get it. But man, if there's anything I can do, please help me. And and I, like most people, had a bit of a pity party. Like, oh my goodness, it's so hard. Oh, look at what the government's doing to me now. Look at, look at, uh, uh. 
And then I just snapped out of it one day. And it was, it, I'll never forget this day. I just remember going, you know, great business people are going to do amazing things during COVID. Good for them. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm not a freaking bench warmer. I'm talking about me. I can do great things. So let's go. And it was that quick. Boom. I came in the next day. And because I had thrown a pity party, that brings my staff down. But my, I brought in my executives. We had this meeting. And I said, guys, everything changes today. I need you to guys think outside the box. We're going to come up with brand new ideas. This business is going to be it's the best it's ever been. And people are like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and I said, I want new ideas. Hey, I've got a huge warehouse here. Why not fill it? You're telling me there are businesses out there who need more warehouse space right now. And they're like, everybody's going out of business. What are you talking about? I'm like, you tell me Purell. You tell me anybody who doesn't sell toilet paper is looking for warehouse space right now. <laughs> oh, find it. The very next day, we had a contract signed for an obscene amount of pallets. It was worth over like $7,000 per month. The next day for probiotic gum. So anybody in health was doing so great. This probiotic gum company is like, oh, we'll take your space. We'll take your space. That was 24 hours later. And ever since it just went like this. And it'll, I'll never forget that moment because it was 100% right here. I could have just kept going pity party, pity party. It's not my fault. Boom, all the way to the poorhouse. And yeah, we went bankrupt. And, but you guys don't understand. It wasn't my fault. But I changed. I was like, no, I can do something about it. I can change this. And then all of a sudden we went like this. And because of that, Magnum has never been stronger. Our culture had never been stronger because now we kind of went through war together. Like we were brothers and sisters. And then we really started taking care of each other's mental health. And it's like, guys, the next little while is going to be so hard on our mental health. Let's really take care of each other. Let's serve each other. Let's be there for each other. And now, I mean, think of what that did for each and every one of our lives, including myself and how much, how much that changed my focus as a businessman. What an amazing story. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that, like having to persevere through some hard times, whether it be through COVID or be through, you know, somebody going through a breakup or going through, you know, their own personal stuff or whatever that might be. And I love how you just brought it all back to like your own mindset and that extreme accountability that you have to give back to yourself. I was, uh, I was asking you a question off air that I'd love to touch on here because I think there's a ton of value in this. And I, I would imagine that a lot of our listeners have great ideas and then they get five steps into that thought process and go, oh, damn, I don't have the education or the knowledge of, you know, XYZ industry. Yes. You didn't either when you like pursued, you know, the, this business. And I would love you to kind of talk on like how you overcame the lack of knowledge in the specifics of the product, not necessarily the business model, but like how did you end up partnering with different people to complement your skill sets? Or how did you grow from overcoming that challenge and you know turning it into what it is today? Oh, I love this question. So what we're really talking about here is limiting beliefs. And we all have them and we have them in a million different ways. And uh, one of the best things to do is out them for what they are. They're just limiting beliefs. So this to say, well, I don't have the education to do this. It's the exact same as saying, I'm too young to do this. I'm too old to do this. I don't have enough money in my bag to do this. I don't, I don't, I don't. It's all just fake limiting beliefs that you you got in your own head. In reality, I can, I can give you examples in any industry with any excuse you got. Well, uh, not enough money. Okay. Here's a whole bunch of poor people, including this guy. We grew up wicked poor and we turned it into crazy things. 
Uh, I grew up without an arm. Okay, I got a buddy with no arms and no legs who became unbelievably successful. Like literally anything you think is holding you back, yeah, it will because that's what you believe. But as soon as you recognize it for what it is, it's just like, it's just a challenge. Did you want everything to be handed to you for free in life? That would be no fun and everybody would be doing great things. So for me, uh, to, to answer your question, yeah, I had no education in this field, but I had such passion for it. And so I just started reading and reading and reading. And it didn't take long, just like I said in my story, for people to go, hey, you know a lot about supplements. It wasn't like, hey, before I ask you a question, what's your education on those supplements? <laughs> People are just like, oh, I get it. And I and I just learned how to speak to them in in layman's terms. Like I didn't need to do the sciencey stuff. And there's nothing wrong with the sciencey stuff. There's a great place for sciencey stuff. And I would listen to people who did sciencey stuff and I would translate it so that normal people could understand it. And I'd be like, so here's what this guy's saying, which I know most of us don't understand. Here it is. And it's just, you want bigger these? It is. And, uh, <laughs> and so I was so into that. And it, it doesn't take long for just people to go, okay, I trust you. I trust you. Now this, I'm going to peel it back one layer because I think this is one of the best messages I can give to people out there. Find alignment and stay to integrity always. So if you find your alignment in life and what you're supposed to be doing and your own integrity, that means when you start offering a promise and inside you're like, I don't think I should be offering that promise, then you need to reevaluate. You shouldn't be offering things. You shouldn't put your word on something that you can't follow through with. Because once you're out of that integrity, then your whole thing crumbles. So if I was that kind of guy and I'm kind of making up some stuff as I go along, then it wouldn't take long before people are like, don't buy supplements from this guy. He makes these weird promises. He does this, he does that. But instead, from day one, I was always an integrity guy. I'll look you in the eye. And if you have a question that I could answer, I'd go, hey, that's an awesome question. I actually don't know the answer. Let me get back to you on that. And then I would challenge myself. People respected that. Like, hey, this guy doesn't BS me. And so boom, then they trust me more and more. And then the supplements I was, I was getting behind, the supplements I was creating, I'd offer these crazy guarantees, which we still today do at Magnum, is we offer these guarantees because we make every product with perfect integrity. And we focus on quality and we focus on science so that people can go, all right, I trust this brand. I trust this guy. And now I trust the results. I wanted to ask you on integrity as well. Two-part question. Like one, what does integrity mean to you as an individual? Because I think there's different perceptions of it for any given person. Yes. And two, is there a moment that you know, maybe a short story even that you can share on a business side where you had that like that why in the in the trail of choose integrity versus maybe choose profits or something along those lines of that like shiny object or whatever. Oh, I love this. Beautiful questions, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so for me, integrity is alignment with my truth. And I, uh, this is very different for everyone, as you can imagine. Like some people are okay with being over on this side a little bit. That as long as it's in your integrity and you'll get to see how people feel about you crossing over this way a little bit. For me, it was just how it's truly the golden rule. I would always treat people exactly how I wish to be treated. And it's, you know, for me, I felt growing up, I was lacking a lot of love in my life. So in my later years here, later years, oh my goodness. <laughs> 
I'm all about love. I, I like to lead with love. And I've found more and more, I mean, that's who I am. That's my truth. That's my alignment. And that's, it has to do with my faith as well. I mean, that's what God has called me to do is lead with love. I've always found now with, with leading with love, man, I can't go wrong. Like I, I just come from a loving place, a place of wanting to serve people, having mercy on people. It changes the way I treat people. It changes the way I react to situations. So there, there's, a, there's, there's integrity to me. Um, I'm going to give you one of my favorite examples of integrity where I had this little integrity choice. And th this is where I think a lot of people can easily be misled is you get these little decisions and it's like, oh, this one's not a big deal. Like it's maybe a little white lie. No one will ever know about this little white lie. It's just, it's just we'll, we'll just do this one and then I'll forget about it. What had happened was uh, I, had, I had taken an order from someone. And uh, really important, hey, I need that order right. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Took the order. Forgot to put it in. Two days later, the guy goes, oh, hey, I'm just checking on that order. It's not here yet. I'm pretty desperate. And I'm like, oh, crap. I hustled down. I'm like, guys, I need this order out. Is there any way? Can we rush it? Can we? What can we do here? And they're like, uh. And so I added some shaker cups and I added this. And I called my, my, my uh, client and I had this split second it was only a split second of like oh i could just tell him the warehouse screwed up right like no one would know hey the warehouse was busy or whatever i'm so sorry but i went no 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 that's not integrity just straight up hey man i am so sorry i sat on your order i just forgot to put it in and i'm so sorry but let me tell you why this is good news i owe you one i feel terrible that's not what i do now i'm in your back pocket so not only did I get some extra shaker cups on there, we got it expedited a bit. It's going out right now. I'm going to personally go make sure that everything is there. But now I owe you one. I'm going to be watching over your account. We are not going to screw up like this again. And I am so sorry. He hung up a little bit pissed. Not like hung up on me, but he hung up a little bit pissed. Two days later, he called me and he goes, hey, I just wanted you to know. I've been in this situation before and a lot of people would have lied. I didn't tell him I was thinking about going to... He goes, I have so much respect for you because you just, you, you told it like it is. And because of that, we went from being just business associates to being actual friends because it showed that like, hey, I actually care about you. I'm not going to feed you a line. I'm not going to tell you my, my receptionist screwed up, my warehouse screwed up. No, no, no. Marcus screwed up. I own it and I'm going to make up for it. And that's not who I am. I'm so much better than that. And I owe you. And thank you for trusting me. And so anyway, that developed that real, real friendship and real partnership. That ended up being one of my top clients because now he reached for me way more often. So instead of just this little white lie that would have been no big deal, I turned it into something so glorious because of my integrity. Dude, I love that about you. And that was from the minute we talked, it was very apparent that integrity is so true to you. And, uh, and why it aligns with Steve and I so much. We talk a lot about this in the real estate industry we're in, um, of just how integrity goes so far, uh, comparatively to having your investments be good or bad. Integrity is the core value. And if you stick to it, people will hang out with you. So that's, that's amazing. I want to, I want to dive into the giving round or the giving section here, but one thing before we do, um, and, and I'm hoping this will kind of tie into it. You went and, um, obviously you hung out with a bunch of really successful business people in the Tony Robbins, uh, program that you're at a little while ago. And you came back just charged and fired up. Um, I want to lean this in, but how 
important is it for you to be around very successful people to continue to level you up, but also be around people like Tony Robbins that are so philanthropic in everything they do and guys like yourself that love giving that the circle of influence not just is about money, but is about giving back because that's such a core value to you. Yeah, absolutely. I, and this is critical for everyone. This is not just about me. So please, people, take a look at your own life. It is so critical. It was Jim Rohn who said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And Jim Rohn is Tony Robbins, one of Tony Robbins' uh, mentors from back in the day. Just unbelievable advice. You look at the five people you spend the most time with, you are going to be the average. So if you've got five buds who love hanging out on the couch, watching Netflix six hours a day, eating McDonald's every single day, guess who you are? And if you're not there yet, give it a few more weeks. You'll be having a McDLT in your head, okay? So uh, I love surrounding myself by high achievers. And by people like Tony Robbins who are like, here's how much I'm giving, here's how much I'm giving, here's how much I'm giving. And it, not, uh, that sounds like such a braggy way, uh, but more like challenging us. Like, what are you doing? Have you felt how good it feels to start giving back? And I encourage people at such an early stage, and I know we're probably going to get into this, but you have to build it in from the get-go on giving back. Everybody's got this idea, well, I'll start giving back when? When I have this much money, when I have this much time, no chance. There, you you got to build those habits in from the get-go. And I shouldn't say no chance. Yeah, people start giving a little bit here and there. But I mean, when you build it in, it changes everything. So it's not just about like, yeah, I feel good. You know, I put a few few dollars in that plate or that plate. If you build it in, you wouldn't believe what it's going to do to the culture of your team of the people all around you. Again, going back to integrity and your own alignment, how your kids look at you, how your wife looks at you, when you're truly giving back. Wow, I went on a tangent. I'm sorry, I got a suit. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I love that energy. It's, you know, it's, that's one of the favorite things about this podcast is we bring a lot of people in to talk about their business, which they're very comfortable talking about and doing, but a lot of people don't get to talk about their passion around giving back. And what you just said of the five people you hang out with, everybody bring on this podcast, they need more people in their circle that have giving as a line item in their business or as from the beginning of their companies, because a lot of people in this world say, once I get there or once I make money or I love giving only when, or I love doing it, but we need more conversations and more people where it just is part of the the human you are and part of your integrity values. Mm. So how, how have you instilled that in your life then? What are a few things that you've done to start giving back or built it into your uh, life or your business or your integrity so that it is consistent for you? Oh, that's so good. So, uh, Reddy, you probably noticed when you came to the office, we have stuff on like almost every wall in this building reminding us to give back. Now, when people hear give back, uh, a lot of people just think, oh, like give to charity and stuff. Giving back to us is like this huge array. Giving back is like someone walking in our hall that looks like they're having a bit of a rough day. Hey, can we go for a walk? Can we? Do, would you like to have lunch together today? Giving back can start at just the simplest thing, you know, leaving a nice little sticky note. I've got sticky notes on my desk that I don't even know who left them. Just gifts from my staff just going, hey, keep going. You're doing great. We do that stuff for each other so that every day you're lifting up your friends. Now, then there's the, there is the bigger stuff, the more fun stuff. Um, we as a team here at Meg, they'll go to our uh, Cloverdale community kitchen quite often. Holy smokes, that was a lot of cook, cook, cook. 
the Cloverdale Community Kitchen is this beautiful, beautiful kitchen that keeps giving back, keeps giving back to our community because there are so many people in our community who are underemployed, unemployed, the widows, the mentally ill, the, the people having difficult mental times. They can't keep a job. Like so many of these people, you have these beautiful conversations, but they're such sweet, amazing people. But you're like, yeah, I get it. This person can't keep a job. Like there's, there's, there's so many issues going on up here. Our Cloverdale Community Kitchen gave away over 2 million pounds of food last year. Wow. They need people every single day to be cooking, serving, just talking to people. And so we go as a team and it is so beautiful. I remember the first times people were like, oh, okay, I'll try this thing. And everybody going, I got so much out of that. It's not just like, well, I feel good because I'm giving back. No, no, no. It is like I go for selfish reasons. I go and I get filled up. It is so good to actually serve and it gives you something that you can't get anywhere else. You can't make any amount of money. You can't go spend any amount of money on fancy watches and cars. It gives you the same feeling as serving someone who is in such desperate need. And when you go, man, if I wasn't here, this person wouldn't have received service, wouldn't have received food, wouldn't have received love, wouldn't have received eye contact. Do you know how many of these people just want some eye contact? That's actually the number one thing they are saying that homeless people need the most because we no longer consider them human. They don't get eye contact. And even look, just that beautiful, that some love through your eyes is like the greatest thing and what you receive in return. So in building it in, we have this beautiful thing where our team is just watching for opportunities to give back. Uh, I want to share with you one of my favorite stories. So we we call together all hands all the time and we're like, anybody got a story? And Zach, uh, one of my best friends here, he's a creative director here at Magnum. He was on his way home uh, and it was a little bit icy and he and his wife are in the car and they see an older gentleman who just slipped on, on, on the ground and is almost a little bit on the sidewalk and on the road. Zach pulls his car and kind of blocks traffic, comes and helps the guy up. Can we help you? Where do you need to go? And it was just such a beautiful situation where he was on alert. And this is like, this is his story. He's like, he's on alert for watching how to help people. And how many of us, I, I hate to say it, would maybe notice somebody slip and be like, ah, oh, they'll be fine. Whereas, you know, our team is going, I just am looking for opportunities to help. And we got to share the story. Everybody was like so heartwarmed. And and then now we're all going, oh my goodness, I want to tell a story. Where's my old man? You know? Some of my favorite moments in life have come from uh, like serving with friends and with colleagues. Um, so, and I know that uh, has a has a huge impact on you know the company culture, and then that obviously that company culture helps drive the momentum of the success of the business. Of course, yes. um, on the on the intake side of that, through interviews and like growing the team, is there an indication that you found it all through? Um, like personality or, or through the hiring process of like, how do you, how do I find these givers that fit in my culture? Oh, what a phenomenal question. Uh, and, and I love what you're asking here because it really is critical to have it right from the get go. I bring it up in the interview process. It's written on our, um, when we put out a job opportunity, it's written right on there. You have to be ready to give back. You have to be in a growth mindset. And I know a lot of people talk about this stuff and then you talk about it a bit in the interview, 
Uh-uh, we go much deeper. Oh, good. You're into growth mindset? Awesome. What book are you reading right now? Oh, well, I'm, I haven't read a book. Okay. Tell me what you're doing. You said you're into growth mindset. Tell me, what does that look like for you? What does that mean to you? And I need a full-on good answer in the interview. I'm not, like, first of all, to answer your question, we get way better applicants now. I mean, people know who we are at Magnum. They know the culture, the culture. Everybody talks about the culture. The people who work here are out there talking about how great it is to be here and the family and people see it in the, the family environment. But then when we're interviewing, we lay down this all these expectations because if we're one week in and you're still not into this growth mindset, you're not reading and stuff, I'll come in, I'll be like, hey, can we talk? Remember how we talked about your growth mindset? I need to know. Show me. Show me right out. And now it's an expectation. It's real easy conversation for me. Not always easy for the other person. But if they're telling the truth, then it's a really easy conversation for everyone. It won't even be a conversation that comes up because it's like, I am growth mindset. Here's the books I'm reading. Here's the podcasts I'm into. Here's how I'm growing. We pay for education for anybody who wants to up their education here. We are constantly, it's not just its not just words. It is like a weekly thing here. Like, what are you doing to grow? Because I want my people to grow. And I don't care if it means they stay here, if they go on to do greater things. Actually, that's kind of amazing as well. I love seeing my people leave here and start their own businesses. There are so many ex-Magnum employees who are now CEOs of awesome, amazing corporations that are doing incredible things. And if I could instill in them while they're here, this idea of go big to give big, uh, then I love that. And and that that means there's other companies now doing it in their own way. And I that 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 excites me so much. Oh, dude, I love that. I just love the calls. I'm getting like goosebumps listening to you talk. I'm like, I want to come work for Magnum now. Like this is <laughs> such a great place to be. Um, and one of the things we talk a lot about is leadership from the top. And and I know you, you've built it inside your culture, but in personally, you are very philanthropic in everything you've done. I'd love for you to just touch a little bit on the story of uh, Haiti and how you actually got involved down there and some of the incredible work that you're doing there before we jump into uh, our, our last segment of the giving round here. But I just it's such a special story and I know it's personal to you. So I'd love for you to share. Oh, thank you so much. So yeah, we have our first school in Haiti. Uh, we've had it for a year and a half now. Uh, they're 80 kids. Those are my kids. Those are my kids. We take care of their education, their food, their medical, and their dental. Um, but more importantly, we're giving them hope. Like if people don't know Haiti, Haiti is really bad. Like really, really bad. The unemployment is ridiculous. Um, how they treat women is is just horrifying stuff. So I love giving hope to people who don't have hope. And those are my children over there. And um, how we got involved in such a beautiful story. Um, I was really getting more and more into giving back and we had this incredible investment come through and I'm like, God, where should I give my money? You got to point me in the direction. And it was so wild because honestly, Haiti had never like been on my mind or on my heart. And I started thinking about Haiti and I'm like, hmm, Haiti, okay. And then I, I know we all know that the phones are listening. I didn't say Haiti out loud, but all of a sudden there was some Haiti stuff coming up on my social media. So they might've just been listening in on my brain, but uh, <laughs> So all of a sudden, boom. And then I, I totally forgot uh, one of my best friends, Micah, and Diana, his wife, they've been doing this this incredible stuff in Haiti for like 10 years. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I reached out and I said, hey, can you put me in touch with whoever runs that organization? And what do you think of the organization? They're like, we love it. It's amazing. We have our kids. This is our school. 
And I, so I get in touch with this guy. How amazing is this? So at this point, Magnum was 18 years old. January of 2005 is when we started. When did that charity start? January of 2005. And I was like, wow, I'm pretty positive. This is exactly where God wants me to be and wants me to get involved. And so, yeah, we've got these 80 kids and I say it's my first school because I'm pretty confident we're going to have multiple schools. And um, yeah, I just, I love being able to help that way. And I've got this beautiful vision that God gave me and I don't know exactly how it looks. Uh, we're also working with some people uh, in some other really rough countries, uh, Rwanda, the Sudan. Um, but we want to see these kids who are growing up in this rough system, but who are those gems, who are those you know, they've got incredible stories, but they use it for their fuel. And we're going to give them sponsorship um, um, opportunities over here at like Trinity Western University to to come get a full degree over here. And if you want to go back, Ray will send you back. If you want to stay, we're going to give you employment. And so I'm just so excited for how that's going to pan out over the next bunch of years. Wow, man. Congratulations on that and such a beautiful story. And I can't wait to see like the future growth of that and how many uh, you know, generations you get to impact that way because they're gonna you're gonna change those kids' lives, those kids' kids' lives and everything else that uh, that ripples out of that. Yes. Um one of my favorite questions here that we always do on on episodes is is a little bit uh smaller visioned than uh changing generations, maybe. Uh, but is there a story you can tell us about one of your favorite moments of giving that really just kind of pulls your heartstrings and is is close to you? Hmm. There's quite a few. And uh, if you notice that I'm kind of reserved, I'll be honest, I don't I, I talk about my school in Haiti. There's a lot of things I just try not to talk about. I, I don't I don't do the 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 contribution stuff for public consumption usually. So why don't I give you this one? Because it actually just came up as a story last night, and it's it's not a big charitable story or anything like that. But it was it, it actually touched me in a special way because uh, we were going around. Uh, we had this special dinner celebration last night, and we're going around telling stories, uh, our favorite stories of the last fifteen years, basically. And this one story that came up it surprised me so much, and it's a little bit of a giving back story. I was doing a special event for some of our key business partners and it, we ended up having this beautiful um, suite in Whistler and we had it for one extra night and I, I told a few of my buddies here at Magnum, uh, that my, my employees, I said, hey guys, would you guys be interested in coming up for the night? I mean, it's it's just a crazy suite and we could hang out, we'll play play some board games and and just hang out. And I was kind of, I was really hesitant to invite them. Turns out that was the, one of my guys' favorite stories of the last 15 years was being invited up there and just getting to experience that. And what it said to me is, you know, those little things that might not mean too much to me. And I like, I was really hesitant. I was like, ah, I don't know if I'll even tell them. I'll just come home early. It ended up being his number one memory in 15 years, just because he got to experience something he wouldn't have experienced. So it's this idea of just giving, I'm such a fan of giving people experiences that they wouldn't normally get. And that's ultimately what giving back is. Like you talk about the school in Haiti, like most of those kids, there's almost no chance they can get an education. No chance they're getting medical. Forget about getting dental. Barely able to get food on a daily basis. So it's giving people these experiences and it doesn't just have to be in a whole other country. 
Look in your own backyard, people. Look to your brothers and sisters who are suffering right now. Maybe it's a phone call, just reminding them that you love them and you're here for them if you need them. Maybe it's saying an extra prayer tonight for the person you saw who needs an, an extra prayer. So giving back can be much slower than you think. And it just getting started on that path, man, I can't encourage that enough. Because that's when you will start looking at the bigger stuff one day. But you got to start with that first step. That's it. Steve, we've got to be careful. We might uh, we might be getting replaced here by Marcus pretty quickly. <laughs> He'll be running the show in no time. Uh, that's, that's awesome, dude. I love that. It's such a true value. And that's one of the things that comes from this question is that uh, active service that is so small for you can mean so much to somebody else. And it's always the perfect transition for us to jump into our giving round, which is just some rapid fire questions, quick answers. So are you ready for those ones? Let's do it. Brag about one charity that you like. Well, I guess I'm going to say E4. So E4 is uh, my the charity that I work with in uh, in Haiti, um, but also Kurumbuka. Kurumbuka is an amazing charity that I'm, I'm starting to do more and more with as well. And Kurumbuka is the one in Rwanda, uh, Sudan, and they 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 got a couple other countries. Uh, they work in some incredible places. And what do they do? Sorry, Kurumbuka. They're raising up leaders in these countries. Uh, so it kind of similar to E4, but not 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 really, because uh, it's a little bit of an older group. Uh, they're raising up these leaders who want to see more for their community. And so I got to meet a few of these leaders, and uh, uh, mostly it's Christian, and they're 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 going back into their community with with more wisdom, more knowledge, and just giving back, pouring back more love into their community, and just leading people in away from uh, crime away from all the negative stuff and into the positive, loving, giving back way. Beautiful. What would get you more excited? Uh, more excited? Donating a one million dollar check or spending a week physically helping others? Oh man, I honestly, there's always a time and place for both. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with getting physical. I'm, I haven't been called to do a lot of that. That being said, like I love serving at the community kitchen. To me, that's way better than than just the money that we give. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward. To, I feel like God's probably going to have me go visit Rwanda in the next twelve months, and uh, I'm both horrified and excited about it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, getting getting the hands a little dirty is a, is a great thing. Very cool. Uh, who inspires you with their giving? Ooh, wow. Um, do you know Ed Milet is is one of my favorites. Um, I I just I, I feel such a connection to Ed. We we speak a very similar language. Uh, we're both Christian men, but working in the in the secular world, uh, and just our whole purpose, uh, every gift I've been given, every blessing, every characteristic has been given back for the good of humanity. And I take that so serious. I want to use my gifts to help others, to serve others, to help humanity heal and become better versions of themselves, enjoy life more, find more fulfillment. So I'm going to go with that. Who's a favorite mentor of yours? Oh man. Uh, Ed is also a great answer. Uh, Tony, man, Tony Robbins is, uh, he's always been something really special to me. Uh, I first started to discover Tony when I was 16 years old, cassette tapes from my big brother just put <laughs> it up, landed in my lap. And I mean, first of all, that powerful voice that that guy speaks with, it's so, I mean, it penetrates, right? 
but he just he he opens up your mind to just go hey just let's let's try and think about this a little different and and strive for more for the right reasons and i'm such a fan of that i mean anybody who still has this notion that well if i just have more money i'm going to find more happiness and such it's like oh my goodness you might be stuck in the 90s there friend but that does not work but tony is such a big believer in like hey let's succeed but let's talk about what success actually looks like and why are you trying to get there and what does it look like let's picture it now is your family by your side okay how are you going to make sure your family is by your side while you're grinding it out and you got to keep that in mind if you're working 80 90 hours a week ignoring your family going oh but i'm doing it for my family you're not if i ask your family what they think they're going to be like i'd rather daddy be here right now i don't care what he makes i don't need the newest shoes so I, I, I have a lot of respect for guys who have their head on straight that way. Absolutely. Um, next question for you. Uh, if you had to describe to somebody what go big to get big was, what would you say? Oh, I like that. Uh, I, I believe it, it truly is like, I want to work harder. I, I want to use all these gifts for the greatest good that I can so that I can give back to this world. I know these talents can be used for amazing things to actually change the world. And when my business grows, the purpose of that growth is so that I can give back more. I can put more into people's hands. I can serve more. I can save more people. I can, I can feed more people. That stuff excites me a lot. And that's a real why for me and keeps mm. people every day. Hell yeah. Now in one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. selfish joy mm. uh, i know it's two words i put a hyphen in there uh, <laughs> yeah honestly it's so funny as soon as you start giving i i I've, I've talked to so many people who said the exact same thing it becomes a selfish thing like i receive more joy from that than almost anything else like when you compare it to like oh my goodness okay i made a million dollars doing this okay and then i went and served a meal uh i i got way more joy from this way more it's it's not even close. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, and I love I love that philosophy around it. Uh, the final question we got for you today, Marcus, uh, in the context of using money to do good in the world, do you believe that money can buy you happiness? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> so the the ultimate word happiness, if it's like happiness, uh, I'm going to go with no, off the obvious no. But the truth is, can it? buy you some happiness absolutely absolutely but not in the way people would think it does oh I, I have a ferrari now i'm happy no no you will find zero happiness but to start feeding these people supporting these people being able to oh hey uh i'm not feeling so good great we're gonna get the right medicine we're gonna do this we're gonna take care of ourselves take care of myself mentally go on a trip uh get a massage to relax yeah you can buy some happiness but to buy the, buy the big picture happiness, absolutely no. That's beautiful, man. Well, this has been one of my favorite episodes, just your energy and how you give back. And you're just so similar to, to Steve and I and the philosophies you have, everything from the integrity to giving from the beginning and just everything you bring to this world is so beautiful. And I, I'm, I'm just so grateful that we got connected and are able to make this. So I want to give you a second just to brag on yourself. If people want to see more of your energy, get connected to you or, or be more around your surroundings, how do they get, uh, how do they follow you? How do they stay in touch with you? Oh, amazing guys. First of all, thank you. And I can just tell by your guys' questions, 
you guys, we are kindred spirits. I, I, I love spending this time with you. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, come check me out at marcuscolonius.com. You're going to see what's going on. Uh, I'm talking here. I'm doing a retreat here. Uh, I do mentoring. So if you want to, if you want to surround yourself by like people who are going to be pushing you and get the best out of you, maybe it's time to start looking at a mentor. Uh, I've got some coaches who work underneath me. Uh, I've got coaching and mentoring that we just, I, I love to see people, I love helping people unlock their mind. I will help you find more fulfillment in life. And I'd love to be part of more five. Mm -hmm. uh, so marcuscollies.com, it'll point you in the right direction. Uh, I have a book that goes on pre-sale within the next, let's say, four to six weeks. Uh, I'd love for you to check out my book. Uh, it's called The Energy of Success. And it's the seven universal principles to help you experience true fulfillment and win at life. And it's just all the mindset techniques that I use to improve my energy every day to help me feel the way I feel, act the way I act, and succeed the way I succeed. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, thank you again so much for coming in and uh, inspiring us to continue to go bigger with our dreams and goals so that we can continue to give bigger with our profits. And uh, just looking forward to seeing what the journey has for you in the next few years, man. So thank you again. Yeah, thank thanks you. and God bless. Yeah, you too. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of Go Big to Get Big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.